welcome to the latest edition of the Galloway's Eye. Here we aim to bring you information on our services and activities, as well as some entertaining sound bites outside of the world of Galloway's. And don't forget, we are still here for you. You can call us on 01772 744 148 and speak to our Silos advisors. Coming up, track two, a brief update on our services and our own roadmap into introducing face-to-face activity. Track three, our outdoor activities coordinator, James, has some very exciting news to tell you. Track four, Stuart Clayton, our CEO, gives us an update on our work to redesign our services. Track five, if you have not yet filled in your census, there is still time, as Jill talks us through the process. Track six, we share some of the work our storytelling group has been doing on Talking Together. Track seven, Charlotte updates us on our latest fundraising opportunities. Track eight, we have some information to warn you about potential scams about the COVID vaccines and romance fraud. Track nine, Holly gives us some information about the lottery and our will writing support service. Track 10, Jill and Bob reveal details of their new radio-style podcast called Galloway's Get Together, which is available on our Alexa skill and website. Track 11, a roundup of Andrew's Tech Talk at 3 sessions. Track 12, Angie gives us an update on what our volunteers have been up to. If you are able to listen to the Galloway's Eye on our Alexa skill or our website, and would like us to stop sending you CDs, please let us know by calling us on 01772 744 148. Thank you for listening, and don't forget our next edition will be in June. Easter opening hours. Please be aware that we are closed on Friday the 2nd of April and Monday the 5th of April due to the bank holidays. Covid restrictions update. Correct as from mid-March. As we continue to follow government's guidelines and monitor any changes, we are currently planning our own roadmap to reintroduce face-to-face activity when the time is right and when it's safe to do so. Our emphasis has been on making sure that visual impaired people, volunteers, supporters and our staff are all safe, which is why there is so much work to be done. Please be assured that once we are ready and it's safe to do so, we will let you know. Your welfare is our priority and we will still continue our support via welfare calls, group telephone activities, and online Zoom sessions. Broomy Sunshine in Morecambe remains closed until further notice, but staff look forward to welcoming you when the restrictions allow. We thank you for your patience, and please stay positive. Hi everyone, James here. Um, we've got some good news following the the easing of the lockdown restrictions. 
in that as from the 12th of April, we'll be restarting our walking group. Now, this will be on a limited basis because of the still still the restrictions in place, but it, so it'll be on a, a limited basis. And we're branding it for the start of the walking group, regaining confidence following lockdown. And the idea behind that is that a lot of people haven't been out or haven't been out much since lockdown and may be a bit wary about going out and getting involved in things or just not used to to being outside again. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some limited um, walking groups um, and they will be like park walks, if you will. So unfortunately, we can't use transport. So they will be from a central location and they will be starting from the 12th of April. Um, So the first one is going to be in Preston and we'll start from the train station. Uh, I've not decided on the time yet because that might depend how many people we've got interested in coming on the walk. So what we aim to do is start at the train station and we're going to walk round Avenham Park, probably only about one to two miles, uh, two miles probably tops on that. Then we've got on the, the following week, on the, the 19th, we're going to do a walk around Astley Park in Chorley, where we will start from outside our Chorley office. And then on the 26th, we'll be in Southport and we'll start from the train station and we'll just do a walk around Marine Lake. And then again on the May the 10th, we'll be doing one up in Morecambe, where we'll probably meet at Broomy Sunshine or outside depending whether it's open or not and then from there we'll have a walk along the prom at Morecambe again all of those will only be one to two miles just to get people um, confident again about being outside and, and starting walking now to book a place on that because places are only going to be limited bookings will have to be made only by calling our main number on 01772 744148. Like I say, places are limited. If we do get quite a few people want to go on the walks, uh, we could do more than one walk on a day. So we could do a walk in the morning and then do another group doing the same walk in an afternoon. So if you are interested in coming along on one of the walks and trying it, um, like I say, they are just to to get people back into uh, being outdoors um, and, and gaining confidence to get, to get out and about again. So if you are interested, give us a call on 01772 744148 and just let us know um, which of the walks you'd like to go on. And also, because places are limited, just give us an idea of, of what sort of support you need, whether you need one-to-one guiding, or whether you're happy enough to to follow on within the the small group. Um, Any other questions, you can get in touch with us. Just give me a call on 01772 744148, and we'll gladly talk talk you through the walks, what you need to bring, uh, any other information. We will still be, obviously, following any COVID guidelines. So currently, it's still the, the social distancing um, wearing masks in confined spaces or when you're, you're close to other people. So 
we will advise that everybody follows those government guidelines and also if you can bring your own hand sanitizer um, and a face covering of some sort in case needed um, and again if you're suffering from any conditions or any of the symptoms of, of covid uh, please let us know before the walk or if you suddenly come down with any of the restrictions during the walk let us know as soon as possible um, hopefully everything will be safe we'll all have a good time it's a good way of getting people together again and hopefully in the not too distant future we'll be able to bring more and more walks and more of the activities back on board so stay tuned for that uh, and like I say to book your place give us a call 01772-744-148 thank you and see you on the walk soon bye Hello, this is Stuart Clayton, Chief Executive here at Galloway's Society for the Blind. You may remember that last autumn we embarked on our innovation project to reshape our future and to help us deliver the services that people told us they want. We actively sought out the views of visually impaired people, their families and friends, volunteers and supporters, carrying out over 130 individual interviews and had 100 responses to our surveys. This was called our discovery phase. Based on the feedback we received through the discovery phase, we identified three priority areas. Reaching more people, improving lives and achieving our ambition. These priority areas will guide our overall thinking and the following six key themes will give us the detail we need to shape our new plan. Community engagement, communication health and well-being, income generation, impact and assessment, and digital innovation and assistive technology. Using the feedback we gained through Discovery, we introduced a series of workshops at which our staff team began to further develop the key themes. As part of this work, we invited some of the country's leading experts to influence our thinking, and we were inspired by stories from visually impaired people, their friends and family, and volunteers. Our next stage will be working with a designing together group made up of people with lived experience so they can again influence how we shape our ideas and formulate our new plan. We are incredibly excited and inspired by this new way of working and look forward to shaping our future together. I look forward to reporting more in the near future. March 2021-2021 is Census Day. Here is some helpful advice. Firstly, a recording of the Census booklet from the Office for National Statistics and then an interview with Mark Harrington from the Census Organisation. What the Census is. The Census is a survey that happens every 10 years and gives us a picture of all the people and households in England and Wales. Why you have to take part? Organisations such as local authorities and charities use census information to understand the services we all need, including transport, education and health care. You must complete the census by law. If you do not, 
or you supply false information, you could be fined up to £1,000. Some questions are clearly labelled as being voluntary. It is not an offence if you do not answer these. When to complete your census form? You should complete your census form on Sunday the 21st of March 2021 or as soon as possible afterwards. You can submit your completed questionnaire before the 21st of March if you know who will be in your household on that day. If you submit your questionnaire before the 21st of March, but your circumstances change before that day, you can let us know. Who should fill it in? The householder should fill in the census for the household. This is the person who owns or rents or jointly owns or rents the property, or the person who is responsible or jointly responsible for paying household bills and expenses. Answering separately from your household. If you want to answer separately from the people you live with, you can contact us to request an individual access code. Someone must still complete a census for your household. How to start your census form? You can start the online version of the census from your smartphone, tablet or computer. You need the household access code on your letter to start it. This code is for everyone in your household. You should keep your code safe and only share it with people you trust. Who should be included? You should include as living here. Everyone who usually lives here, even if they're away from home on Sunday the 21st of March 2021. Anyone from outside the UK staying here overnight who is in the UK for three months or more in total. Anyone from the UK staying here overnight who does not usually live here but has no other UK address. Anyone staying here overnight on March the 21st who has another UK address should be included as a visitor. How your personal information is kept secure. We keep the personal information you gave us in the census safe and confidential by law for 100 years. When we publish statistics from the census, we do not publish information that will enable you to be identified. You can find out more information in our privacy notice at www.census.gov.uk forward slash privacy. How to get help. Visit our website at www.census.gov.uk Form free on 08 Zero zero one four one two zero two one. Use our tax relay service on one eight zero zero one zero eight zero zero one four one two zero two one. Phone the language helpline free. On zero eight zero zero five eight seven two zero two one. Large print formats are available.
Information is available in Braille. British Sign Language support is available online. Census Support Centres. Our local census support centres will be available while the census is happening. They can help if you are not confident online, you do not have a computer, or you need help completing on paper. Phone 0800 141 2021 to find your nearest centre. So I'm talking to Mark Harrington and he is a census engagement manager. So Mark, can you just explain a little bit briefly about what your job is, please? Yeah, so the, the census engagement manager that works in an area primarily works with groups that might have a challenge one way or another in being able to fill in the census. So that's what we do. We try and make sure that people who do have those challenges know what's available to make it easier for them to be able to fill in the census. Some people will have had their envelope with their code in and the leaflet that explains what the census is. And some people might be quite concerned about that. So can you just explain how it will work if you haven't a computer or you haven't access to that kind of technology? Right. So although that pack is designed for somebody to use on the computer uh, and fill in online, this isn't primarily just an online census. So if somebody hasn't got a computer, they can ring up the contact centre and they can order a paper copy if they want one. For example, my dad lives in Preston. He's 82 and he doesn't want to do it online. So we'll be ordering a paper copy for my dad so he can sit with a cup of tea and just fill it in at his leisure. From March the 12th, there is a dedicated number to call for requesting a paper form. The number is 0800 876 6276. This is only for people specifically asking for a paper form. That's 0800 876 6276 for a paper copy only. So again, if somebody doesn't want to do a paper copy, doesn't want to do it online or can't do it online, then you can also ring 0800 141 2021 and you can do the census on the phone with another individual on the other end asking you the questions so they will just have a telephone conversation with you they'll confirm your your name and your address um, and then they'll do the census on the phone with you if you ask them to that will be one-to-one -one. that'll be one-to-one -one with another individual who will then take your details and then you can do the census on the phone with them then also on the the same line, you can then order assistive technologies that might help you or assisted formats that might help you. And what kind um, of assistive formats are available? So for those that um, obviously uh, use Braille, we, we do have a Braille guidance booklet with information about the census and also a Braille translation of the actual questionnaire itself. So you can get that from the contact centre. There's an easy read for those that might need an easy read. And then there's things like large print questionnaires as well. So for, for those that might be able to use large print, that's there as well. So you can order all those when you ring up and just ask the person on the other end of the phone, can I have one of these, please? Um, and then they, that will be sent to you at home. So I believe that there are some accessible videos available as well. Yeah, so if you, if you can get on, if you do have access to a computer and you can get onto our website, um, there's a full suite of accessible videos which have been a, 
produced in association with the Royal Association for Deaf, but it's not primarily just for their use. It does have sign language on it, but it also has a full audio track on every single video. And the videos are quite extensive, including translations of the pack that you get through the post. So that will talk you through it. And also translations of the questions from the online questionnaire, every single question. Again, that's an audio track that you can sit and listen to. But that's only available if you go to the website? Online, yes. Yeah. So what about screen readers and supportive uh, software? What's, what availability of that is there? So again, um, the whole site, so if you do have access to a screen reader or use a screen reader, uh, the whole site um, is designed so that screen readers or magnifying technology can be used on the electronic questionnaire or on the whole site, and it's fully compatible. It's been tested so that, you know, if you zoom in and out, it doesn't lose its definition and the screen readers can uh, read it. And there's a text relay available as well, I believe. Yeah, so if you want text relay, if that's what you need, there's a telephone number for that. Brackets 18001, so that's, that's your prefix. And then that's 0800 141. 2021. Obviously, some people might be a little bit worried about this census and they might not have access to the information, so they might just not fill it in. What happens if they don't fill the census in? Okay, so we do have a safety net and that involves what's called our household team. So following the census, if people haven't managed to fill in the census, our household team do go door to door to those addresses where they haven't managed to fill it in. And then they will obviously present themselves at your door and they will distance themselves under COVID regulations. They will have ID on them and they will have census branded items on them as well. So you should be able to recognise them as a census officer. The police have been informed that these officers are going door to door and this household team will ask you if you need any help with the census and then they'll try and guide you to the best help available. So nobody should be worried about the fact that they haven't filled it in. That's the next no. step. Um... No. There should be no worry at all. That's why we employ the household team to go and see if somebody has, is having a problem filling it in. And so we do know that people, as you've just described, might have a problem filling in the census. The household team then will direct them towards the help that's needed or they'll try and get help for them to make sure that they can fill the census in. So that safety net really is all about going door to door and finding out what each of those who haven't filled it in, what help we can afford them. Yeah, and that will that will happen after the 21st of March. That will happen, yeah, not immediately after. It might take a week or so, but dependent on where you live and everything else. But you will receive a visit if you haven't. And it's not a visit that you should worry about. It's purely a visit to try and help you. Yeah, um, and they will have full identification and yeah. be able to. So you should ask if yeah, anybody it's... comes to talk to you about your census form or the fact that you've not filled the census in, you should ask for identification. Yeah, so they'll have a high-vis that's uh, census-branded and they'll also have a identification that's census-branded with a government crest on it, their photograph on it, and it does say sense, it'll say their census officer. That, but it's not the kind of thing that could be eas easily faked. Right. So is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about? No, I just want to really just reassure people that this is about people not worrying about it. So don't worry whatever you do about it at all. There's nothing to worry about. Even though you have to, you have to fill your census in, we're here and we have large teams that will be going out into the community to make sure that you get the help you need to fill it in. And it's nothing to worry about whatsoever. Don't panic or 
worry about it. We are here to try and help you and offer you whatever um, help fits your particular needs. So so that's uh, www.census.gov.uk if you want to go online or 0800 141 2021 to get through to the helplines and the support centre. Yeah, and then obviously we also have a language line as well for those whose English isn't necessarily their first language and that's 0800 587 2021. A small group of visually impaired people have been taking part in a series of storytelling workshops with Elizabeth Wainwright. They met together via telephone through the Talking Together service to complete recall and storytelling based exercises over a period of 12 weeks. This has all been made possible thanks to funding from Doyle Cart Charitable Trust. Now the workshops are over, Elizabeth reflects on the process and we also hear from some of the people who have taken part. Well, it's a lovely group to start with. They're so incredibly responsive. So it's been really beautiful. Yeah, they're just a great bunch and a real pleasure to tell stories with. Um, they're a funny bunch as well. <laughs> beautiful, funny. And um, what have we been doing? So we've been playing quite a few games and the games are designed to make us think a little bit quicker um make us think a little bit more creatively um open up their imaginations i think being in lockdown has slowed us up and um it's been quite important to speed people up a little bit in their uh, thinking in their responses the way they respond um so yeah we've been playing games that do all of that so it's been a really fun it's been it's been also a process where i've, I've asked them really to recall a lot um, recall of past memories, recall of of, um, of uh, information that they're sharing on the day. So they, for instance, they they do a game where they will describe themselves as an object. So if somebody um, has a think about themselves and maybe thinks, if I were an animal, what would animal would I be? And so they think about that and then they describe that animal's character traits and associate it back to themselves and then once they'd established that then they choose somebody in the group to then tell that back relay that back to the group so it kind of encourages really fine-tuning your listening skills and um and then it also expands your creative thinking really um and then they've come with building they've gradually also every week built little stories and just in the last three weeks i've sent them off with a little bit of homework and um so uh in the last couple of weeks they've learned to put in a sound effect into their own little story <laughs> and um some of those have just been so unique we've had creaking doors um uh they've used, they've been really inventive in the in the things i know that they're using around themselves to to create sound like teacups and creaking doors and stomping in their living rooms <laughs> they're almost off on their own independently now coming with a story with a sound effect and um they've got they've been learning about being knowing that their story is a gift to pass on to people so it's really focusing on how 
they want people to feel about the story um, as opposed to um, wanting to uh, tell a story that they relate to, if you know what I mean. So is the idea then that you've been giving them exercises to do each week? Yes. And then sort of with an aim to put it all together for a final piece, is that right? The final piece is not as formal as that sounds because I don't think it can be that formal using the phone system. Um, I think what's important is, and it's enough for them to know that when they come to the sessions now, they've come with an idea they've come up with for a story. They've got a beginning and a middle and an end. They've got some sound effects. They know that their story has to be impacting in many ways, various ways. And so they're just coming with that now and they just tell the story amongst themselves. And then the rest of the group kind of feedback and say what they enjoyed about each other's stories. Um, maybe if they were to do something different about their own story, what they'd like to change or do next time. So really we're building up, we're building up and up and up. But I have to say, they're doing very, very well, you know, in terms of storytelling on a phone, it's tremendous to the group. They will be able to storytell at the end of this in a way that is capturing um, something uh, that has a beginning, a middle and an end that is entertaining and that will impart something to the listener of that story. Brilliant. And yeah. I'm figuring that this is probably the first time you've done it in this format through. Oh, yeah. Because uh, normally you're in a physical space and you can interact a lot better. So yeah. how has it been for you to, to change it up and do it over the phone? Um, it's definitely very different. It's come with challenges. The, the challenge is that you're using your other senses so sharply, you know, to listen so carefully. I have to say that it's, I would say, been very successful. Right. And how has it been for you to see um, your participants develop over the, the course of the week? I've heard people grow in their response times um, to picking up information, picking up detail. I've definitely seen them grow hugely in being way more descriptive and way more creative in their thinking. And I feel like the other thing that's been beautiful is they found out so much about one another. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that only two of them have ever met one another. Apart from that, they've never met or they know a lot about each other now. I mean, some of the participants are in their 80s and they've been sharing memories as far back as them being six-year-olds and five-year-olds. And yeah, so there's been lots of sort of memories and sharing so yeah, that's also been quite a lovely part of it. And um, I hope they've enjoyed that. I really do. And now time to listen to what the group has been doing. Let's warm ourselves up a little bit. I thought we'd sort of revisit, you know, um, a few of our games. I want you to start us off on the game of um, describing the colour and texture of a ball and then passing it to somebody. Oh, I've got a very small ball in my hand because simply because I couldn't find a larger one. It's green, a very pale green, and it's actually been a living thing. It's hairy, 
and it grows on a low bush. And I picked it just to play with it, but now I'm going to eat it. It's a gooseberry. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to find seven things in the hold-all of a person who's been stopped at the customs in Australia. (laughs) In Australia? Tissues, a flask that you cover drink in, and a strange packet, which the customs officer takes hold of, uh, a beach ball, spare underwear, slippers, and a sleeping bag, and chocolate biscuits, and the customs officer's run off with the packet, and the man's looking very worried. <laughs> Brilliant. Could, you have, could we have your story, please? Well, the story I'd like to share with you today is actually a true story, and, and it was involved a miracle, I think. Maybe when, when I finish telling the story to you, you'll make your own minds up about that. But it was December. It had quite a heavy fall of snow one day. And that night froze very hard. And I had to go every day with the feed and hay, of course, uh, for, for the horse. Now, it was quite a long way to the field because it was divided, unfortunately, by the motorway. So, it involved going down the lane, down down a long slope, hill if you like, along the lane, and up another long hill up the other side. And as I was feeling rather tired, because I'd not long since lost my mother, whom I'd been nursing for about six months, and I was quite exhausted, And I thought, oh my goodness, the water will be frozen today. Anyway, I prepared the feed in a bucket as usual, mash and some oats and carrots and apples chopped up, filled a great big bulging hay net and went out the door. Put my wellies on actually that day, yes. Um, I'm, I'm telling this from what I can recall so you'll understand you have to bear with me a little bit. And as I went out the door, a voice in my head said, take your water, uh, your, your gloves, your, your washing up gloves, you know, uh, rubber gloves. So I came back and thought, hmm, hmm. Anyway, I know that I remember they were yellow, and I, and I remember pushing them in my pocket, and uh, eventually got to the stable. It had a lovely big loose box. Um, about 14 foot square, a brick one, so it was very warm and comfortable in it. And um, I didn't need to muck, well, I did a little bit of mucking out, but I used to deep litter in me, so you thought it got lovely, like just like Pete underneath, and he loved it. And he, he also shared it with a, a beautiful big hare that, that lived in the corner. And do you know, the th- funny thing was, that the, the corner where the hare lived, he never, never soiled that corner. So it's amazing, isn't it, the rapport between animals. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the, what I was going to say. So his, I, I, I gave him his feed, hung his net up, turned with a sinking heart, t- 
to his water bucket and I thought, it's going to be frozen solid. It was frozen solid. Took it outside, knocked it out, set off down a gully, up a gully, up the other side to the water trough. Looked at the water trough. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely a fine layer of snow, but all shimmering. And I thought, no, this is going to be awful to break. However, can I manage? I have nothing to break it with. And I lifted my foot thinking, oh, I'll stamp on it, see if that helps. And I lifted my, my foot and my welly, fortunately with my welly on, thought. And a voice in my head again said to me, no, 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 don't, don't stamp on it, don't stamp on it. Anyway, I thought, oh, how odd. So I actually put my gloves on. I don't know, it was it was very peculiar how I was motivated to do all these things as though... I was being instructed by a higher power. So I put my gloves on and I put my hands in towards the uh, lower end of the trough, not where the water comes in, the other end. And to my amazement, there was nothing but crystals, pure, shining, beautiful crystals of ice. And And in a daze, a sort of automatic daze, I started throwing them out over the other side. And I soon had a lovely glistening pile of crystals, maybe 18 inches, two feet high. And I just cleared enough, and, and there was clear water. And I put the bucket in, still not quite believing all this, and drew out a bucket of water. So I took that for him, Um put it down in, in his, uh, uh, you know, corner in the, in the stable and, and went. Anyway, that night, the same thing happened. We didn't have any more snow, but there was a very heavy frost again. Oh, I thought, oh, my goodness. So, right, we'll do the same, take my gloves again. So off I went, right, fed him, went across, book it solid again, tipped it up, banged it all out, went across, the trough and exactly the same thing happened but the miracle was that where the water comes in at the top end the frost the ice I should say was actually about three to four inches deeper than it had been the day before and yet I still managed to find clear water I'm sure this was it was a miracle. It was a miracle of the elements. And um, so I, I went through the same routine, threw it all out again. It was absolutely beautiful. The sun was on it and it was sparkling. So lovely. And I was quite amazed. And I thought, well, actually, nature is so absolutely amazing. Anyway, that was that. Went back, left his water in the thing. And that night we had... A sudden thaw, and of course the next day everything was back to normal. Yeah, just well, feedback from people, just to shout out how how it's gone, how you felt, how your confidence has grown. Drains working quicker because of it. Drains definitely yeah. acting in the better way. 
I think I think we've learned to shift our mind. You enjoyed doing the recall stories and going over your old memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've also got to know people's character, other people's characters by their stories. You know, people's sense of humour or love of animals or imagination comes across in people's stories. I, I think it's uh, really taken you out of the the everyday things that's happening all around us all this last 12 months. And uh, I think it takes you away from it for an hour or so. Yes. Have you you found the storytelling useful for anything in particular other than... Yeah, it's relaxing. Good. And have you found any of the recall things to really challenging your your thinking and your remembering and stuff have you found anything useful about that uh yes i, th- I think it's helped in always really uh because um well i, I found it uh, as i felt a different person because at least you're having a conversation on different things that you wouldn't <laughs> have guys you know, because we're only sat on our own in a room, and yeah. uh, we're all communicating, and I think that really it replaces people not being there in a way, because yeah, you no, feel like you're with them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Right. yes, it's good. You feel part of a group, yeah. and we look forward to it every week, haven't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> It'll be a big miss, won't it? Yeah. yeah. We will be sharing some more of the group stories in our future editions of our Galloway's Eye. So stay tuned. Galloway's is getting ready to ramble across the iconic bay in this year's 2021 Walk and Bay Walk. We'll be led across the iconic sands on Saturday the 31st of July and Sunday the 1st of August by Guide to the Sands, Michael Wilson. It'll be a day you won't forget. Places are strictly limited, so book soon to avoid any disappointment. To book, please visit www.galloways.org.uk forward slash events. Or for more information, please email charlotte at events at galloways.org.uk or call us on 01772 Seven double four one four eight, and I look forward to seeing you on the songs. We've been keeping an eye on Neighbourhood Watch updates and want to help you spot potential scams. One of the biggest scams people are being alerted to is regarding the COVID nineteen vaccine. Please remember that the vaccine is free. You will not be asked to pay. The NHS will never ask you for your bank account or card details. They will never ask you for your PIN or banking passcode. They will never arrive unannounced at your home to administer the vaccine or ask you to prove your identity by sending copies of personal documents such as your passport or your driving licence, bills or payslips. If you receive a call you believe to be fraudulent, hang up. If you are suspicious about an email you have received, forward it to report at phishing.gov.uk. That's phishing spelt P-H 
I-S-H-I-N-G. Suspicious text messages should be forwarded to the number 7726, which is free of charge. Another scam is known as romance fraud, which happens when someone believes they have met their perfect match through an online dating site or app. But the other person is in fact a scammer, using a fake profile to build the relationship. They slowly gain your trust with a view to eventually asking you for money or obtaining enough personal details to steal your identity. People who have fallen victim to romance scams tend to report the same pattern. It's common for scammers to use stolen photographs of beautiful people. You can check whether someone's profile picture is associated with anyone else by accessing the website in Google Chrome, right-clicking on the picture and then clicking Search Google for Image. Google will then display any other websites that the image is on. If the person has a different name on other websites, the chances are they're tricking you. The scammer asks you a lot of questions about yourself. This is because the more information they know about you, the easier you will be to manipulate. The scammer will spin a tale about him or herself as well. Eventually, you'll begin speaking over the phone. This stage can last for weeks, even months. The discussion is friendly at first, but turns romantic very quickly. They shower you with compliments and claim to be falling in love with you. This shift occurs very early on in the relationship. So if it all seems to be happening too fast, it might very well be a scam. Their story, or parts of it, change over time. If someone is making, making up their life story, it can be easy to forget what they've said before. If some part of their story doesn't seem quite right or match what they've said last month, that could indicate they are lying. The scammer asks you a lot of questions about yourself. This is because the more information they know about you, the easier you will be to manipulate. The scammer will spin a tale about him or herself as well. Eventually, you'll begin speaking over the phone. This stage can last for weeks, even months. The discussion is friendly at first, but turns romantic very quickly. They shower you with compliments and claim to be falling in love with you. This shift occurs very early on in the relationship. So if it all seems to be happening too fast, it might very well be a scam. Their story, or parts of it, change over time. If someone is making, making up their life story, it can be easy to forget what they've said before. If some part of their story doesn't seem quite right or match what they've said last month, that could indicate they are lying. Don't give away too many personal details about yourself online. Revealing your full name, date of birth and home address could lead to your identity being stolen. Never send or receive money or give away your bank details to someone you've only met online. Use reputable dating sites and keep communicating through their messaging service. 
Fraudsters will want you to quickly switch to text, social media or telephone so there's no evidence on the dating site of them asking you for money. If you've fallen victim, don't be afraid to talk about it. You can report romance scams to Action Fraud at actionfraud.police.uk or call 0300 123 2040. That's 0300-123-2040. If the scam occurred on an online dating site or some other online forum, you should also report the individual's username to the site moderators, who can take steps to prevent the scammer from targeting anyone else using the same website. Here is an update on our weekly lottery from the lottery manager, Holly. We currently have 260 lines being played in our weekly lottery, all playing for the weekly jackpot cash prize of £25,000. Galloways are also very happy that following the government's announcements on restrictions being eased over the coming weeks, we will soon be able to restart our face-to-face lottery recruitment in the hope that we can grow the lottery further and provide vital income for Galloways. If you are registered sight impaired, you can make your will through our will writing support service with one of a few select local law firms who are looking forward to supporting people with visual impairments in making the best choices going forward. If you are looking for more information about the will writing support service and the options available to you, then our dedicated legacy manager, Holly, is more than happy to provide you with any information you need. Give me a call on 01772. 744148 or email Hi everyone, you may have heard that on the 1st of March we launched a new show uh, called Galloway's Get Together. Uh, This is a show that's all about music and chat and all sorts of different things on it. And it was put together by two of our volunteers, Jill and Bob, uh, came up with an idea of a radio-style show for us to be something different to run alongside the other talking newspapers that we've got. So I recently did an interview with Jill and Bob just to find out how they came up with the idea and just to tell us a little bit about themselves. So here's that interview now. I know when we first went into lockdown, um, Joe, you approached me and you said, if there's anything that you can do recording from home, just let you know. Yeah. And I think yeah. from there, it's like... <laughs> It kind of snowballed a bit, yeah, it has, yeah. Well, we did, I mean, I've done talking newspaper for many, many, many years for Galloway's and um, and I used to work for Radio Leyland and in fact, in the first lockdown, I did the breakfast show live from my spare bedroom for about three months during the first lockdown. So I had all this equipment and because when you rang me and said that the talking newspaper was having to stop because the studio was being shut and I just said, oh, if there's anything I can do, James, and it's kind of snowballed from there a bit, really. And because Bob and I had been mates for, you know, a long time and I knew that because he was furloughed and he had his studio where he is now in his loft all set up and ready to uh, to record. And I just said to him, look, you know, two voices are better than one. How do you fancy uh, 
I only fancy helping me with and because it, it was the what's going on guide, I think, at first, wasn't it, James? That you said, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah, it was, uh, and that's how it started. And and Bob and I like enjoy doing radio and stuff like that. And he just said, I've got this idea, what do you think? So I said, Well, go on then. <laughs> and we came to see James just before Christmas, yeah. and um, and you said you thought it was a good idea, so we spent a lot of time trying to put the show together, the, the pilot show, which is what oh, went yeah, out, which is what went out at the beginning at the moment, of March, yeah. the one that you can hear at the moment. But the problem is, of course, Bob, Bob disappears for months at a time. Thank you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and so we're having to sort of spend, he's, he's home for a couple of weeks now, we're having to spend the time doing as many shows as we can so that when he does disappear, we've got one for you every month. Mm. Uh, but we we just enjoy doing it, you know. We both like music, and we're both into radio, aren't we? We, we absolutely, and, and you know, it, it's amazing doing it for you guys. Um, yeah, we love it absolutely. It, it, it really is because um, we've worked for radio we, stations before, and and well, we're not. I'm not really into media people, but doing it for Galloway's, we know that we're doing something that's special, and it, we really, really enjoy doing it, don't we, Bob? We do, yeah. We we absolutely love it. We argue like cat and dog. We've had a bit of a do there. this morning, aren't we, Chuck? Yeah, we have, yeah. we've had a bit of a splatter, yeah. <laughs> um, I've listened to obviously the first one, uh, the yeah. second one, which is going to go out in first of, of April. Yeah. And yeah. the the last one that uh, Jill and Bob sent me was uh, one that they did. Uh, a special one for the Charles Bonnet syndrome, which we've got um, Pam does that here, and we've got Denise in as well, who are part of the Charles Bonnet support group. And I've listened to that one, and that that just blew me away. The, the quality and everything on that was just absolutely fantastic. So oh, thanks, James. If you, if you keep listening, that one will be coming out the first of May. Yeah. So a little bit of time to wait for it, but it's, it's definitely well worth the wait on it. Is that Thank one? Thank you. So if you'd like to have a listen to the Galloway's Get Together show, you can listen to it either via Alexa using uh, our Alexa skill or you can listen to it via our website and go to the Watch and Listen site of our website and you'll be able to listen to it there. We put an episode out, it's about a one hour show and we put uh, one out every month. So from the first of the month you'll be able to hear the next episode. So hopefully you'll tune into it, you'll enjoy it. And if you've got any ideas or suggestions for content or you'd like to to have a chat with uh, Bob and Jill, just give me a shout and we shall pass those messages on. Thanks for listening. Andrew has had some great guests for his Tech Talk at Three and Talking Together sessions. So here is a quick roundup from the past few weeks. To listen to these recordings in full, you can catch them on our YouTube channel, Galloway's Blind. Really pleased today uh, to be joined by uh, Tim Locke. Uh, and Andrew Barnes from uh, DeafBlind UK. Um, the bigger services that we're running at the moment, um, even before COVID and now is the befriending service. Um, that's the biggest service that we're running at the moment. Um, it's open to all of our members um, and basically we can match them up with either another deafblind individual 
um, or with volunteers that we can recruit um, and, you know, they can be friends. This can be over telephone, um, it can be text messages or it can be email. Um, and I think we may have one or two pen pals at the moment, but um, I'll check on that. Um, we used to do the home befriending style of the um, befriending role, but that's obviously um, been suspended at the moment because of COVID, so it's not safe to do that. Um, but we are hoping to go back to that after COVID. So we've got the befriending service. Uh, we're also running um, a variety of social, virtual social groups. Um, so we've got um, a couple of telephone social groups for our members and, and we have a couple of um, video call groups and of course there's the um, video call group for the BSL users as well. I'll come back on this later because it's sort of relevant to what I'm going to talk about later in the technology section. Uh, we also have the helpline, um, which is available to absolutely anyone who has any questions about deafblindness, um, whether it's our members, volunteers, professional, friends, family members, or just anyone um, really who wants to ask a question. Uh, that's available on 0800 uh, I'm really pleased today to be cho be, be joined by uh, two of my best pals, uh, Jason and Nigel from Vision Aid Technology. Um, Andrew's asked me to um, demonstrate the most expensive product that we, we do. It's the most advanced product as well. Um, and it falls into the category of what we class as a wearable piece of technology. So, and it's called an eSight 4. So some of you may have heard of it. It's a, it's a headset that you wear. I'll, I'll show it you in a minute. It's a headset that you wear, and in front of your eyes are two screens. And then in the middle, in the middle of those two screens is a camera that, reflect, that, that effectively becomes your eyes, and that looks straight ahead. And then whatever you're looking at around, around the room, it magnifies, and you can, you can enhance it, magnify it. Um, and these devices are mainly used um, not for reading and things. We have lots of all um, interesting technology to, to help read and do other, other practical um, tasks. But these devices are great where you want to keep your hands free. So you might, you might for example, want to be playing a musical instrument. Now, traditionally, you'd, you'd have to sort of hold a magnifier in your hand and go across the music. But then it's difficult to play either the keyboard or a, or a, or a guitar. So these, these were, this is where these wearables come in because you wear it on your head. Um, you look through it, it magnifies your environment so you can read the music with it. Um, people use them before the days of COVID. People used to go to theatre and what, uh, to, to the cinema, to um, gigs like comedy gigs and concerts, anything like that. Um, they're great for playing games. I've sold them in the past uh, for people that do craft work. So I once sold a similar product to a lady that was using a sewing machine. So she was using it so she could She'd, she'd be, she'd got, um, became visually impaired, but she really enjoyed sewing. So she wanted to still be able to use the sewing machine and to be able to hand stitch um, stuff as well. So she, she had one for that. Um, and I provide them for lots of different things over, um, over the years because they've been, they've been available for a couple of years now and they're slow, they've got better and better. Um, and the e-site is the most advanced one, but it is the most expensive one. So I know Andrew says, we're going to wait till the end to tell you the price, but I want to get it out there in the open first. <laughs> okay, so the price of the e-site, are you all sitting down? 
it's it's six thousand nine hundred ninety-five pounds. So it's it's just a shade under seven thousand pounds. So it's it's a very expensive device, but it is brilliant if it works for you. Doesn't work. Uh, welcome to Tech Talk at three. Really, uh, really pleased today uh, to be joined by uh, by Lauren Moran uh, from Orcam. Um, and today I'm going to be talking to you about our new kind of flagship product, the Orcam My Eye Pro. Um, I'll touch on most of the features and I'm going to demonstrate most of them. Um, but, so the best way to describe it, okay, it's about, about the length of your finger. Okay, it's about the length of your finger. And this is the one that attaches onto the side of a pair of glasses. Okay, now it's completely portable. Okay, it's wireless. So this thing that um, perhaps you um, see here is, is not a, a wire or anything like that. It's a lanyard. Okay, so we always recommend popping the lanyard on. It's such a small device. If this was to, to fall off the glasses um, or fall onto the floor, um, by all means, that's not a good sign. So what I would say is pop the lanyard on and then if it does fall off the glasses, by all means, it, the lanyard will catch it, okay? Now, the way that it attaches onto the side of a pair of glasses is via a magnetic mount. I'm really pleased today uh, to be joined uh, by uh, Chris Millington and uh, Jackie McKinnon, who are joining us from Emporia to talk to us about some accessible glam phones. So looking at technology and design of technology for a generation over the age of 65 and addressing the common impairments that happen to us all as we approach those years of our life. And it's not that we can't use technology, but we use it less. And it's not that we are going deaf, but our hearing is somewhat impaired. And it's not that we're all, all going to suffer from sight impairments, but we all end up wearing glasses at some point to read a newspaper or a book or a magazine. Um, and then when you extrapolate that further and, and uh, we, we work with organisations like the RNIB um, and um, Action on Hearing Loss or the RNID as it's now called again, and we learn a lot more about um, what true impairments really are and how we can then start to adapt technology even further. So the product that we'll show you today is realistically a, a journey that I've been on personally trying to, trying to find a talking mobile phone, um, so full text-to-speech and, and talking functionality. Um, so I've been on this journey now for over 10 years trying to get one to work. Um, and the only competitor to Doro in the whole of Europe is Emporia. Now, Emporia are 30 years old this May. And Emporia has exclusively been building technology and communication solutions for an aging population for the whole of those 30 years. So welcome everyone to uh, Tech Talk at three. It's Andrew from Galloway's and I hope you're all doing well. Uh, and, uh, and today we're going to be um, having a look um, at the, uh, the Amazon Echo Show device. Um, and um, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Echo Show is a device um, with a screen and a camera. And um, it embodies the, the Alexa voice service. So I'm sure a lot of you have, have, have got an Alexa device or you've heard about the, the Amazon Echo devices that, that support the Alexa voice service. Um, the, the, the Echo Show um, is a device that also provides visuals on a screen, um, but the visuals and the, the text on the screen can also be uh, accessed using um, a feature called Voice View.
which is designed uh, for people with low vision uh, and, and blind people. So it's great that the actual device is accessible to those who can't see, because a lot of people have said to me, what's the point of me getting an Echo Show with a screen if I can't see it? So it is quite a, de a debatable thing, but there is actually quite a lot that you can do on the screen with the, the built-in voice view, and I will go through uh, that on, a, on another session uh, in, in good time. But to whet your appetite as to why I think this is worth having, um, this I'm using a device called the, the Echo Show 8, which is an 8-inch screen device, and I will, I'm going to be showing it a little bit later on. But the range of Echo Show devices now have a, a brand new feature, which I'm going to be demonstrating called Show and Tell. And that is actually what that basically means is you can show a product or an item um, to your device and the built-in camera can actually take a picture of that item. Uh, and as it takes a picture of the item, it tries to recognize the uh, the text on there um, or it'll, it will also look at the look at the image as well. Um, and it'll look at the image and it will try and cross-reference that on its database, its image database, or or through Amazon as well. And it will uh, it'll basically try and tell you uh, what that particular image is. Galloway's Wow Wednesday, Mark Silver from Optelec. So just going down to the very basics, you've got the normal optical magnifiers, lens, in that I'm sure all of you got with a use it to uh, certainly initially used it if you have some site if you don't have any site then obviously they're not much, uh, very good to you at all but then we go move on to electronic magnifiers and the benefit of those are they can magnify things up more than not uh, optical magnifier and give you the enhancement and give you a negative view so the most of it is black with the, with the writing quite light on there and you can change a few other things as well but then also text-to-speech. So uh, some of you, uh, and text-to-speech has really come on recently. So there's a lot more products around. So it used to be really the, um, really for people that had no sight at all and, and for use for them only. Nowadays, the modern ones are for them as well, but also because they've become easier to use and a little bit more for, the, for, for everyone, there's products which quite a lot of people use who have some sight. And they still use the text-to-speech or the, uh, 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 the systems which will um, read out to you. And, and I've got one or two of those to show you as well. Uh, welcome, everybody, um, to uh, Wow Wednesday. And we're looking at uh, a product of the month today, um, which is uh, the, the Pharos Cane Light by Ambutech. So I was relieved when um, Ambutech... Uh, brought out the the cane light, the 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 Pharos cane light, um, and this is a, a an easy to use um, uh, attachable light that you can put on the um, onto your cane um, at any level that you need it to go. So if you need the light to be near the handle, or you need it to be a little bit further down, uh, you can attach this very easily to, to any part of the cane that you need to. And the whole idea is that it lights your lights your cane up um, and kind of almost kind of creates a spotlight at the bottom of your cane. It is quite bright and I will show you what it looks like and describe to you what it looks like um, in a minute. 
Um, but I'll, give, I'll just give you a little bit of information about it. Say on the RNIB website, it says um, light your way in the dark with the Pharos cane light from Ambutech. So this rechargeable cane light comes with three mounting brackets so that it can be fitted to any Ambutech mobility cane and produces around 40 lumens of bright white light to, to illuminate your path um, and let walkers see you more easily. Um, you can recharge the Pharos built-in battery by plugging it into a USB connector or into a charging plug or a USB port. And the runtime um, are approximately 45 minutes. Um, the cane light has an easy to use on off switch. Uh, it's water resistant and also comes with a handy uh, attachment for your key ring. Um, so it's a detachable cane light, a USB connector built in. The product color is silver and black. Um, and you, the weight is 25 grams, so it's not heavy at all. Um, it's a rechargeable um, lithium iron battery. And again, it provides up to 45 minutes uh, of light on a full charge. The light output is LED. And again, it's 40 lumens. Uh, and uh, you can get it from the RNIB. Hello everyone, I hope you are all keeping safe and well. I wanted to take this opportunity to update you all on our volunteering work. First of all, we wish to say a big thank you and farewell to Marjorie Gornall, who has retired after volunteering for us for over 20 years. Marjorie used to sit in St George's Shopping Centre in Preston with a bucket every Friday. She collected many thousands of pounds for Galloway's in the years she volunteered. We all wish her well and we will be sure to keep in touch with her. We wish to thank all the volunteers who are helping with our virtual Talking Together groups. Neil does the quiz on alternate weeks. Kay hosts the monthly book club as well as a Thursday morning social group. Stuart hosts the weekly Tuesday social with Adele. Denise co-hosts the Charles Bonnet support group with Pam. And Tom and Susan host the Friday social club between them on alternative weeks. Lynn runs a Sight Seekers telephone group once a month and every Friday she runs a talking telly group. A big thank you to our volunteer Janice who usually helps in the finance department as she has offered to do the admin for our internal run, walk, crawl race. That's not a race, a challenge. We have three teams of Galloway staff members competing against teams from other sight loss organisations to run or walk individually and combine their totals. The target is 1,240 miles, virtually touring sight loss organisations across the country. This is not a fundraiser, but a challenge for our colleagues to have a bit of fun. And yes, I am taking part, forcing myself to get out and walk. My team is called Hassie's Half Bakes. We had up until the most recent lockdown, four volunteers who were coming in to help the sight loss advisors do the welfare calls. They were doing a brilliant job and will be coming back into Howick to continue their great work once it is safe to do so. James also wishes to thank the volunteers who have supported him with the talking news and special thanks go to Jill and Bob who have developed the Galloway's get-together. 
Hopefully we will be able to reopen our studio soon and start to offer the full range of our talking newspaper service. And in other news, we are all well on the way to developing the Galloway's Volunteer app, which will allow us to quickly sign up new volunteers. It has a host of features including event notifications and a volunteer reward scheme. We will keep you informed as to when it will be launched. And finally, I'm inviting the volunteers for a catch-up via Zoom on Wednesday, April the 7th at 11am. If you are a volunteer and want to join us, call us on 01772 144148. That's 01772 144148. I can't wait to see you. Thanks, Angie.